You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Pastor Sean last week talked about uh, there's six metaphors that Timothy gives. Really, I think for those who aspire to teach and preach the Bible, um, which isn't just about teaching and preaching on a stage as much as it is teaching and preaching in your life, the way that you live. And so uh, Paul gives six metaphors in 2 Timothy, and Pastor Sean talked about last week the good soldier, the dedicated athlete, and the hard-working farmer, which coincidentally, I am none of those things. Um, And he said, you know, the more we struggle, the more God succeeds. The more we endure suffering, just as Jesus did, we do towards a purpose, which is to be strong in Jesus. He talked about the purpose of this church and for multiplication and dedication to Jesus and to suffer as he did, which is hard for people in the United States of America because we don't really understand suffering to the same degree as the rest of the world because we're very comfortable in the way that we live. You know, air conditioning is not working. That's suffering. (laughs) But we don't realize that, well, most people don't have air conditioning. So the three metaphors we're going to talk about today from 2 Timothy are the unashamed worker, the set-apart vessel, and the humble servant, which coincidentally, I'm none of those things either, but that's why the title is Living What You Preach. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you are joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we are discussing week number seven from the sermon series to Timothy. Not just one, there's two. One, two. <laughs> Again, my name is Pastor Keith, and joining me as always, Pastor Dallas and Megan. Howdy, y'all. Hi, guys. How's it going? I don't, that was a really bad cowboy impression. I really should have came in like, yeah, howdy, y'all. How you doing? We had sound effects here go, yeah, yeah, That's not how we start every podcast, in case this is your first time listening. But typically, Dallas does have some type of accent that he regales us with, and it is usually enjoyable. I almost did Arnold again. I almost was like, hello, everybody. The governor of California, the, the post governor of California is here. <laughs> I, I almost, I'm no longer the governor, just an old man. So I, I almost did that, but I didn't. So, anyways. And if you're a longtime listener, you've realized it's been about five weeks since you've done that. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I can't yeah, remember. it has been a little five, while. Five mm-hmm. weeks? Five weeks, yes. maybe. If five you're weeks one of, I feel like I did Robin Leach. And Which, then it makes me oh, feel yeah. like I need to come on with an accent. And I'm like, nah, it's not my thing. It's nope. not my shtick. No. Nope. Can't do it. I'm the funny one in this one. Yeah. <laughs> pastor Dallas is our kids' pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Case yes. you're wondering. In case you didn't know. <laughs> so what, what's going on? What do we, um, what do we know? I, I thought uh, I loved uh, this message. Uh, it's funny. I, I was I was telling you guys before beforehand that I had a fun Rabbi Matt story, and it really was just based on ignorance. So I remember when Pastor would talk about Rabbi Matt, like, "Hey, I met this Rabbi when we went to Israel, and we had this great conversation, and you know, it's been great for me to connect with a Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi." And and I was like, "Cool, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you know, history stuff." But I'm not ever thinking messianic rabbi. Mm. I just keep thinking rabbi. And then it comes to the point where he goes, "Yeah, I think I might have him come speak." And I was like, "Really? I think that might be. I mean, do you think that would be contradictory?" He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, because like, he's a rabbi, and he, like they don't they don't believe that Jesus." Is. And he goes, "No, no, no. This is a messianic rabbi. Like, yeah. oh." Oh, 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 you should have started with that. <laughs> I, and maybe he did, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, to and honestly, Matt looked a lot different in my mind. Like when he described him, I just pictured this very old rabbi with the locks yes, and everything same. like that. And yep. so, like, mm-hmm. like Orthodox. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure Orthodox rabbi was going to come in. I'm like, all right, everybody, enjoy. You know? <laughs> so, for, so, for listeners, uh, a messianic rabbi b- believes. Yes, he believes that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the, the son of God. Um, but but uh, they also believe in a lot. I mean, we believe in the Old Testament, yeah. but there are many things that he uh, they follow and practice. And um, just the history and culture of, of uh, um, Jew, 
Judaism. Mm-hmm. I almost said Judaism. So um, I don't know. Is is both right? <laughs> so so how does one become Jewish? Because I, I remember having that like mm-hmm. question, right? I'm sure. like, well, if Jesus was a Jew and if I am supposed to follow Jesus, am I supposed to be Jewish? Yeah, no. And you gave a great answer. Yeah, you, it, it, you're born. You're, it's, yeah. it's through a bloodline. Yeah. Now, biblically speaking, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people have a conception that that it was uh, passed down through fathers, mm. and intentionally it, it, it was. It was like mm. that was the idea, um, but then it swapped and became exclusively mothers, mm. right? Because at that at the time that that law flipped over, uh, they didn't mm. always know who the father would be. Mm-hmm. or who was the father, but they always know who the mother was. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so your Jewish heritage came through your mother, but mm-hmm. real, like really it started with, it came through your, your, it comes through your bloodline. Yeah. Like I could, yeah. I could marry a, a Jewish a woman if I wasn't married. Uh, but I would, I would, I would not be Jewish though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's it's straight up bloodline. But your kids then. My kids would be. Would it's, be it's, it's, it's as if it's yes. any other ethnic race. Yeah. They it. would take uh, the attributes of, Half the parent. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves the rest of us. We're all Gentiles. Yes. We're the, we're the other people. You're either right? Jew or Gentile. And that mm-hmm. makes up the entire human race. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's all she wrote. So <laughs> Rabbi Matt, uh, he's like, he's a very good friend of mine. Like a re- like I got, I got to hang out with my friend this weekend, uh, brought him to the airport early, early Monday morning, which he said, um, he's been to Green Bay a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And he, he texted me when he, it was, gosh, I dropped him off there for like five 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was pretty early. Uh, but he texted me when he got there. He's like, it took me four minutes to get from the door I mean, to my gate. Yeah. It's the best. And then he goes, <laughs> and the, the, the TSA lady goes, good morning, Rabbi Matt. Have a safe flight. It was oh, a good service yesterday. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. this, this city. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the best. I know. Yeah. She comes Green Bay TSA yeah. is the best. Yeah. They're like... I mean, it's just a point of like, keep it all in the ba- in your bags. We'll, we'll scan it through. We got any issues. I don't think he was expecting to be noticed at Green Bay TSA, oh, yeah. let alone being a compliment to oh, that sermon from the day before. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fly out of Green Bay now and see if I get noticed. Yeah, right? <laughs> you might. Just get go through the TSA. Special, I just want to go yeah, in and out. Can special treatment. Honestly, Green Bay TSA is probably like everyone else's like, What's it called? Pre-flight TSA? What's that called? The special TSA? Oh, Pre-flight, yeah. 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 So like Green Bay TSA is that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Everyone is VIP here. Because like only, only two flights can like possibly leave at, at the airport at yeah. once, right? And they and like Green Bay, like they tend to schedules around the sixes. So yeah. like 6 a.m., all those flights are leaving out. Yep. And then 6 p.m., they're all coming in or leaving out. Yeah. And it's like, so the only time you're actually held up at Green Bay TSA is if like everyone on your flight just showed up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. That is you very true. You trickle in, you're probably fine. Four yeah. minutes though. Doorway, doorway to gate. I, I venture to say, if anyone can beat four minutes, let us know. Yeah, us, email yeah. us. Because because my current <laughs> my current record was seven, and that's how oh. I, I went to bat. I'm like, if you can beat seven, let me know. Oh, and that's why four minutes, and and he we timestamped it. I was like, nice, and go. Yeah. And then he texts me. I, I was I was maybe not even not even near the Taco Bell. Oh, uh, gotcha. one seventy two. When he's like, four minutes. Yeah, four minutes. And then the next text was like, and and a nice lady said. You know, nice thing. So awesome. <laughs> so Love cool. Green Bay. Maybe he told her, I have to beat seven minutes. Yeah. And she's like, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes? Get out of here. <laughs> we have to keep reminding people. I'm going to remind you so you can remind other people. We remind people of these things from. The scripture, Pastor Sean talked about the good soldier, the dedicated athlete, the hardworking farmer. They're metaphors for us to understand who God wants us to be. But he also says, watch out for quarreling about words. Man, if we don't fight over every little word, if we don't take positions on everything, if we don't have opinions of everything, we have entire uh, channels, 24-hour channels, dedicated to people's opinions about what's happening. They call it news, but it's opinions. Whatever, whichever side you watch, it's the same thing. We quarrel about words, and worse, we as followers of Jesus quarrel about the words of the Bible and and what it should look like and how we should do things and our theology. And there's truth 
that is just true, but it's a very short list of things that we know for sure. Most of the things that we get upset about and that we argue over are opinions of men and women that we somehow tie ourselves to. Opinions, man. I, I love it because uh, lately uh, I, I've, I've had um, people say phrases like, man, pastor never gives his opinion on, on, on Sunday. Mm. He never like, oh, or, or, or we heard it just a week ago. Um, oh man, it sounded like pastor was about to give his opinion. And like, and not like in a, in a, um, in like a disparaging way. He was like, he, he was like, oh man, I wanted it. I wanted the opinion. I want opinions. And, and I think what I love about our church is, is we, we cannot allow opinions to be stronger than scripture. And I love that we, we are scripture first church. And so I, I even told this person, like, if we let opinions dictate scripture, we'll go to opinions over scripture. And that's not our point as, as, mm. as pastors is to present our opinion. We're here to spend, present our, our, the truth because mm. the word of God is true and there is truth in it. And it, you know, and it's alive and active. And I, I love it because even Rabbi Matt talks about that you can never just read a scripture. He said, his dad said, you will get something new out of uh, scripture every single time. And so I, I love that. And I think that's why opinions cannot be the first thing we, we shoot for. You know, I think as people, when you come into a church service, you have to ask yourself, like you have to prepare yourself of how can I, how can this scripture be revealed to me in a new way that maybe I didn't receive before? You know, that's why it's gotta be so important. That's why also, you know, like, I think you gotta be bringing a Bible to church. (laughs) Like, I think you do. And, and, And some of you guys are like, yeah, I do it digitally. And that's great. But you know, in paper bio, I think you gotta open up the scripture and read how he's reading it. You know, sometimes translations may be different, but like read it and go, okay, I want to unpack that with them because that's got to be the focus. It shouldn't, the focus shouldn't be okay. All right. Now you tell me, you tell me what it says because, because he even says like, you know, sometimes, you know, our, our opinion or our, even our way of, of, of seeing the scripture may change to you later on, but it's just the season you need it in. And so I do love that we are a, as a scripture over opinion thing. Uh, I'm very good at saying in my opinion, when people ask my opinion, and I think I do that because I want them to know this isn't truth. This is just my opinion. Right. And it could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in my opinion, I would say this, or I would do this. And so, um, and I think that's important, but I also think it's really important. And I love that Timothy talks about that. The, the quarreling over words, mm. I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know what this reminds me of is kind of, I've had to almost condition myself to go to God first. Yes. Like something happens, let's just say, like something juicy happens, you know, and I want to talk about it. Um, what am I going to do first? Am I going to call a friend? Am I going to call my mom? Am I going to call my husband? I got to tell somebody, right? Uh, and I've had to condition myself to be like, well, let's let's hold up and like, let's pray about this or let's mm-hmm. think about this and let's go to God first. Take it to Jesus first. And even just that, that act has slowed me down a little bit in the looking for opinions. Something happens in the news. Oh, I want to go see what, you know, this podcaster or this blogger, or I want to go see what they think about this. Right. And I'm guilty of that, like popping up like quick. Oh, I'm going to open up Instagram and look at the stories Mm because something happened and I want to know what they think about it or what does this mean? Um, And so, yes, I love that. Let's go to scripture first. Let's go to God first. And it does require conditioning. It's not easy. Like, and you're going to be like, maybe next time I'll do that. But this time I I just want to go see, you know? Uh, And that's kind of the culture we live in. Like it's fast and we want things really fast. We want the opinion really fast. Like you brought me all the way. We, okay. I get it. Like you were saying with pastor Sean, they were like right there, like, give it to me. I want to know. Right. I want to know. And we kind of live in that, like, but tell me more, tell me what you think kind of culture. So. And I think you could be swayed by opinions if you allow it to just to creep in. I I was thinking about sports commentary. I, I actually had to tell myself, um, if, you know, to, to be cautious of even sports commentary, because if you have enough people tell you your team's not going to win, you're going to believe it. 
Well, that person and that person and that person all agreed. They're not going to win. Then you go, they're not going to win. I really want my team to win. And you're like, but that's just their opinion. (laughs) Like they're not doing witchcraft. You're like, we, now they can't win because we did this sorcery over them. It's their opinion. But if you hear it enough, you go, well, they're making good points. They're probably not going to win. But imagine people's opinions over your life mm-hmm. where if you're like, you know, you hear it over and over again, you're like, you're right. You're right. I yeah. can't, I can't, I'm not good enough. I'm not this and this and this. And so like, yeah, be cautious of how many opinions you allow Oof. in because it can sway you mm-hmm. to, to think outside the truth. Yeah. I, the thing that stuck out to me, uh, what he said, this, this sentence really fast too, is that, uh, we, we only know a really small amount of actual truths. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't like, there are a lot of things that opinion, like, and a lot of people have the same opinion mm-hmm. of it. And so like a lot of us are like, well, yeah, that's probably how that is. Yeah. But the actual known facts slash truth, God has only given us mm-hmm. only a handful in that book that are yes. the definitive, Yeah, right? There's no question here. And I, I, when I heard that, it reminded me of uh, a chew on that we did maybe a month ago and uh, we were, t- we had, we were, all three of us were talking about this and the Megan, mm-hmm. Me- we, Megan chimed in. And she's like, well, I mean like the creation story, we know that's truth. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. can't argue that. Yeah. But then like when you start, when I like on Sunday, when I heard that, I was starting, starting to think and I brought me, my memory back to that, that segment and like mm-hmm. how we were saying, yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of it's interpretation. Right. And there's a lot of people that interpret it similar ways. So mm-hmm. we believe it, but I mean, there's, you know, Adam and Eve, we knew that's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I'm like, my brain starts going Old Testament. I'm like, okay, what? Jeez. Well, it's like a history book. So this <laughs> happened and that happened and that happened and that has had to have happened. Yeah. But then what do I get like morally out of these stories? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. those are our opinion. You know, yeah. those are, those are, those are good, good soul f- food, soul food mm-hmm. for me yeah. in this season of my life right now. Yes. Yeah. If I'm convinced that that's concrete, I'll never grow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a term that, uh, I, I do video professionally. And before I came working for the church, doing video and media for the church, I was a, I did TV commercials. I did corporate videos. And the thing, when I was on a set, uh, I would, I would say this cause it was like, kind of was handed down to me by my mentor and his mentor. It's like, if you, then the, the client knows just enough to be stupid, mm. you know? They know just that, like, they know a little bit about how camera works. They know mm. a little bit about how audio works. They know yeah. a little bit about how it's, uh, how a, how a set piece should work and how mm-hmm. composition and flow of, of a commercial should work. And, and when we know just a, enough that what makes us think we're smart, then we start talking to the director, starts yeah. talking to the videographer. I think you should do this. And then now those are the people that know just enough to be dumb, yeah. you know, cause the people that are completely ignorant to, to the craft to be like, I, I don't know, just set it up. Just yeah. do whatever just, you just, want. Just, yeah, yeah. Just press record and give right. us a commercial tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, but those people, and I, I think of myself as a, I know just enough to be dumb with this book. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I know just enough to be stupid with this Bible. Mm-hmm. And if I don't maintain the attitude of continually learning mm-hmm. and it's, hum- it's humility, mm-hmm. it's humbling myself mm-hmm. to listen to what other people have to say and their views and points on it. Yeah. If I lose that ability, I now know just enough to be lethal, just mm-hmm. enough to be stupid, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just enough to be ignorant. Right. right? I think, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, Today, like how you're saying with sports, like yeah. the, the, the the team that's picked to win the Super Bowl, I can't remember. Like, I don't know if this is an actual, like, I don't know the actual number, but I know it's a rarity yeah. that if the person picked in Vegas to win the Super Bowl wins the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Year. Last year was the Buffalo Bills was the highest. Mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers were the second. Yeah. You know, and out of nowhere, and the Rams he, do it. And neither went. The year before mm-hmm. that, the Buccaneers weren't even on the radar if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. right? When, yeah. when the Super it's so we got to be very suspect with, yeah. with who we're listening to. I think of, I think even politics, like, yes, I think I, you know, I, I know that as, as humans, we want to follow somebody that shares our viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I know we do. Yeah. We want our leaders. We want to feel like we know our leaders. Yep. You know, we want to feel like they could come over, have dinner at our place and our conversations would be great. Cause we share same views. We share same, you know, but the fact of the matter is that that's not really a prerequisite to be a leader of, 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 of our government. Yeah. You know, they, we don't have to all share the same views in order for them to understand how to do budget, mm-hmm. you know, for the, or for them to come together and make laws. Yeah. And I know that we want to, I know that in a perfect world, it'd be great if it was, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be great if we all, if we all were on the same page as a country, as a people and like, yeah, 
Yeah. Awesome. That's my best friend. And he's also part of making local laws. Yeah. But that's not the, that's typically not the <laughs> yeah. case. Yeah. You yeah. know, even making local laws, it's, it's like a pulling each other's hair out Yeah. to come up with, no, a stoplight should be right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think that we, you know, we, we want, I, I get it. We want people, we want to know that our, our opinions matter. We yes. want, if, if it's validated when someone in leadership shares the same one, mm-hmm. you know, our, it's validated if, if how I take this biblical verse. If, if my pastor says, Nope, I, I, I went to school for 10 years and I, 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 I believe that's the same way. Yeah. You know, if, if it's validation, it's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. I, later on in the sermon, he's going to say, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're, no one's going to be celebrated in heaven. Like, you know, there's, they're not going to be like, uh, James from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. up in a cabin, he had it pretty close. Yeah. Y'all should have listened to him. And I think of like uh, what the Good Place, mm-hmm. the TV, the TV show. Yes. The, so the pilot of that episode, uh, when when they get to their their heaven, um, there's a painting. The, the, everyone's like, I did not suspect it that. And then and I forget what uh, I forget his Ted, name too. Ted Danza goes, Well, actually, there was one that was really close to what yeah. this was. Uh, and then he names off the person. He's like, There was one person in all of humanity and all of history that actually was pretty close to, mm. to figuring it out, to yeah. figuring it out and saying it out loud on what this is. And I, when when I heard him say that line, mm-hmm. um, it made me think of a, a, a past you on that where we all talked about heaven yeah, and we all had different views of it. Yes. And it was personally, it stands out as one of my most, my favorite episodes with you too, mm-hmm. because like when you can get something very intimate out of somebody mm-hmm. that you love and respect yeah, and it's all just, we were all smiling then at whole yeah. episode. Oh yeah. And I think, I think I, truthfully, I think studying the Bible should be that, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it made me feel good walking away. Well, yeah. Cause the end result was, Oh wow! I I need to be more excited about heaven because if that's how you see it, and that's how I see it, and that's how you see it, and they're different, but they're all really good, and and they have some, they have scripture to it, and they have truth to it. You're like, the the point is, I'm excited about heaven. Yeah, yeah. That it's not the point isn't okay. We've come to a conclusion, and by show of votes, uh, Keith's heaven is the right one. Okay, give up for Keith. It's not that. Yeah. The point is that's going to be our eternity yeah. with Jesus yeah. is that. So yeah, we get stuck in the mud and we quarrel about stuff. Now mm-hmm. imagine if we had spent that whole episode arguing over, no, here's why you're no, not right. It can't right? be this like, because. Be. And so, and that's what Rabbi Matt is talking about here is that like, don't get caught up in the weeds. Yeah. Don't get stuck having this like show of words and who's better, who can, who can explain a thought better or a thought pattern because what we, what we know is actually pretty small. And I think that was kind of a point when you said that. I I liked that line too. There's a short list of things that we know for sure. And it, sometimes I like hold the Bible and I'm like, but we know all of this is true, right? Like all of this is true. So it can be this like weird, you got to let that go that yes, it's all true, but actually what you know for sure, for sure is pretty tiny. You could probably write it all out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, everything else we can just get superfluous about. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I, I still think that my heaven is pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Before we go to the next step. The, <laughs> now the, we got to find about it. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing I, I loved about that particular episode, and I don't off the top of my head, know. maybe I'll, maybe in the show notes, I don't know if they'll be there in the show notes, but maybe I'll, if I can find it easy, I'll throw it in the show notes uh, for this episode. Um, but I walked away hearing biblical ideas from my friends mm-hmm. and it just made me like, oh, mm-hmm. their idea of heaven, some of it sounds even cooler than my idea of it. Yeah. yeah. And heaven's going to blow me away. So it's, heaven has to be like all of this yeah. and it's going to be even more. more. Yeah. Like, like if I'm getting excited, if I'm getting excited. There's yeah. more, two shit wells for the price of one. And it's going to be awesome. If I'm, if I'm getting excited for something that, that man Yes. has created and yes. built in there. If and that's I it. can't even imagine what yeah. it's yeah. actually going to be that God created. Yes. You know? Yeah. Second, understand the context. Like, don't be a weirdo. Don't say weird things. It's like an apprentice learning a trade. You read the scriptures, not just to read it, but to understand it. And listen, I've been preaching long enough, and I, 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 we're talking about a humble servant in a few minutes. But I say it on, with humility. I have studied the scripture enough that I don't need to read it anymore. 
I could stand up in front of you and preach it and know what I'm talking about without investing any more work in my own life in the scriptures. And I could still be an effective preacher without the power of the Holy Spirit. But my prayer every time that I preach is being aware that I have the propensity to do that and to ask the Lord to not allow me to do that to put me in a place and to keep me in a, in a, uh, as a, with an attitude of a learner that always has something to learn because there's so much. It's like an apprentice learning a trade. When I was in college, I realized that I'm a really terrible memorizer. Like I really struggle at memorizing things. I remember taking this one um, well, a couple different, well, honestly, probably all my classes uh, do require some type of memorization, but I felt like my classmates, they could like write stuff down and they could just remember it and spew it out later. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, and I forget it the week after. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just not me. So the way I learn something is I have to like experience it so that I can digest it. And then it like it kind of lives with I like I have to understand the concept. I cannot memorize things for the sake of memorizing. So for me, I'm like, well, really, I got so much out of that class. Like, I remember that stuff. How do you like forget that? And I would struggle to throw away like my notebooks. You know what I mean? Because like I that stuff now kind of like lives in me. It's a part of me. And um, I think that that's what really understanding context can look like. Like we need to digest it and it needs to live within us. And learning context is, it's hard. It requires uh, work. You have to learn it. Uh, you don't just like have an innate understanding of it because it once happened a long time ago. So you should just kind of know it just, blah, blah, blah. because yeah. then what happens is we overlay our own culture. We, we take what we do actually know, which is how we've been taught to understand things and, and apply that to scripture when, yeah. uh, like Rabbi Matt is saying, is going to get a little weird, <laughs> uh, going to get a little confusing and not the way that we should be operating. Oh yeah. And it was, it was, it's interesting. So, um, I used to have this, I don't know, this, I, I, I've been fighting this mindset when it comes to, to the, the books of the Bible and I used to, I have this, I used to say used to, cause I still kind of have this and I'm fighting this is you go, this book is awesome. This book is great. Good luck with that book. You know, and I do that with <laughs> the word of God where I go, cool, cool, sucks, sucks, cool, cool. Like I, <laughs> I will do that. And so I, I've been <laughs> challenging funny. myself. No, like you need to like read the word of God, the, 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 books of the Bible that made the Holy Bible, you need to read it with a new lens. Mm. And so I jumped into the book of Jeremiah, which used to be on my sucks list. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know why? Because the first, I'm on chapter 12 and one through 12 is like, you, you guys better turn back to me or, or I'm going to, uh, uh, you're going to think bad when stuff's going to happen. through his teeth, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> a little scary. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got to a point where I, I almost was like, this is boring. Like I almost did that. And I know people are at home are like, I love Jeremiah. I'm sorry. This is, I'm being real with you. So I had to actually stop and go and pray before I read. I was like, God, help me not to just read it. I want to study it. I don't, that's the thing is we, we're not called to read the Bible. We're called to study the Bible because again, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be alive in our lives. And so I find myself reading because, and, and it, what got revealed to me is, is the heart of God. And so my prayer today, and I even say this in my prayer, I go, God, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know if I can handle loving the lost like you do. Like you love and you love. And I think this, cause you can see it in Jeremiah, his, like his pain, which results in his anger. Like, why are you doing this? Why, you know, I have, I have been there and there's just, I, I see pain written in Jeremiah, but then there's parts of Jeremiah where he's like, help, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're going to kill me if I keep talking like this, like, and the strength through that. And so more has been revealed to me, but I think, and I'm going to be honest, do I say I, every, now, every time I read, I pray, I, ha I haven't sometimes. And actually I'm going to 
to be real honest with you, there was like two days where I was like, hey, I don't want to read Jeremiah today. And I just read other things and yeah. I, and I had to go, no, no, I want to study Jeremiah. Yeah. And so I've, I've been challenging myself, like pray, let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what the heart and the intention is because going back to the opinions thing, sometimes we can see scripture that was preached by a pastor, a leader, and our mindset will go to there and not go to what God's trying to reveal to us in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important, especially for people. Here's the thing. I know I'm saying that about Jeremiah. There's people who th- say that about the Bible. They're like, I don't understand any of it. I struggle with all of it. I don't get any of it. Maybe pray, say, God, you know me. You know that this is this is very you know um, you know crazy for me, and maybe God's going to reveal to you. Yeah, get a new version of the Bible. You know, King James yeah. ain't for you, buddy. No, I don't know <laughs> who that's for, and yeah. definitely not me. Well, there was yeah. it, people that lived in the 1600s. Yeah, yes. for sure. That. When, when, I mean, that was they it. loved it. They're like brilliant. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> but no one speaks old English anymore. Yeah. So what? It's very difficult. Thank to, the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. No one speaks it. So yeah. it get one that. Yeah. It's more in tune. There was a time that Shelby was, and I think she's going to be okay because she's not this way anymore. But there was a time she's like, I might go get the children's version. She's just like, I am just struggling yeah. with it. Like I'm struggling with the translations and stuff like that. And I think that's why allow God to come in and speak to you through that. Because if you don't and you get confused, then you're going to be like, I don't, I don't really want this. I don't really, you know what? Never mind. I'll just, I'll just let someone tell me what it means. Mm. Like, what is it? What does it mean, man? What does it mean, yeah. preacher? You know, and it's like, okay, but that could be what God put on his heart for this time. Could but be. you could read that scripture again and, and it'd be revealed totally different to I you. I like how you could said be. to pr- that you pray before you read scripture. I had a friend, um, this like blew my mind and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. She she prayed that she would want to read scripture, that God would fill her with like this burning desire to read scripture and to understand scripture. And I thought, okay, that is a cool prayer because I struggle with reading scripture where I'm like, I don't want to read it. Yeah. I don't want to read Jeremiah. I don't want to, you know, it's scary. Right. Um, and so I, I loved that prayer. And so you can pray, you can pray those things too. Super specific prayers about yeah. understanding God's word. I mean, we know that seek and we will find, yes. right? So just ask him uh, to show you what you need to find. I, I had to pray too, because I, I realized I don't want just head knowledge. I want heart knowledge. Like I want God to, to, to you know, mature my heart through this mm-hmm. and my, my thinking and my, it's not just to have it like, Oh yeah. Okay. Another, another book memorized number thing, you know, no, no. I want it to speak to me and to challenge me and to mold me into the man God's called me to be. And so I had to go, God, I, I, I and I, and the, the reason it's, I started praying was I just was reading and I was like getting bored reading and I was just kind of reading and I, and I had to stop and I go, Oh, <laughs> and I just, I said, God, I am struggling right now. And I don't just want to read to read. Like, cause I did that for many years, checked it off the list. I read this book and that's why I think I've said a couple, uh, you know, a couple months ago that I, I don't like to go towards the, uh, you know, Bible reading plan in a year. Some people love it. I just do it as the check. I, I checked it off. I've read the Bible in a year. Like I want to study the Bible uh, as a whole. I don't know if it's going to take me a year. It might take me more than a year, but I want to study the Bible and not just read it to get it done. And so that's why prayer got implemented because that was the my, my desire. But then I got into it and then I just started reading. I was like, all right, let's get this done. Especially when you're trying to do like a chapter a day and you're like, there's chapter 13. Like you're looking at it and you're like, it's so close. So I'm just going to get this done. I'm like, no, don't do that stop, you know? And so that's why I had to start doing that. And maybe that will help other people too. Yeah. My, I have the opposite, uh, the opposite take or the opposite, I guess, reaction to reading. I actually read what is second nature is to change the heart Mm -hmm. and memorization of it is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Like I, to study it as in like the memorization, like I couldn't tell you how many brothers this dude had. You know, I could, nor could I, I guess I know in the, where and abouts the Bible it is, <laughs> but I'm, I'm very difficult with this, with being like, yeah. nope, that's actually in Matthew yeah. or that's actually in Mark or right. that's actually in the second John. Yeah. First John. Third, yeah. I'm, I'm, the regular John or the first John, uh-huh. you know what I'm always mm-hmm. like? I don't know. Yeah. So I have a hard time doing that. It yeah. sounds like you, 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 Dallas is that's more easier to un, uh, to comprehend the the memorization of it and you you pray more for the heart to change i think for me cuz memorization is to um how can this help me and help others mm-hmm. 
So I think that's the switch that comes on. So if I memorize scripture, I'm memorizing because I need it and I, and I strongly believe other people will need it. So that is, that is, that is very heart focused. It, it is. And that's, I, I would agree with that. So that's why when you're like the brothers thing, I was like, well, I wouldn't memorize that because I, unless there's a point behind it, unless I understood the context and history, but I don't know if I'd memorize the brothers because for someone to go pop quiz, hot shot, how many brothers did, you know, I'm like, yeah. uh, Oh, 10, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that line. You know, I don't want to, I'm on the bus. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be in that conversation with people who are like, Oh really pastor? Well, where in the Bible does it say this? And it's like, yeah. well, what's your point behind that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is your point just to see if I'm right or wrong? And which, you know, rabbi talks about like, yeah. he'll get yeah. people who come to him who will like give, uh, ask questions, but they're not asking questions. And, and, you know, with all due respect. And and I'm here to tell you rabbis don't just get that either. Uh, Pastors, you too, you know? (laughs) And it's like, oh, cool. Okay. So this conversation was pointless, you know, because there's like, what's the heart behind it? And so I think my, that's, so my intention of memorization is, can this help me and can it help others? And if it does, I want to memorize it. And sometimes I memorize portions of scripture or the, the heart behind the scripture, but the con the, the context may be not like context, meaning like, where is it in the Bible? You know, like sometimes like, I don't remember where this was, but I love that this scripture says this. And thankfully we have technology where it goes, okay. Oh, that's uh that's John yeah. three sixteen. <laughs> uh, how do you study context? What mm-hmm. is like, when you hear that, what comes yep. to your mind? Uh, I study context a lot. And I, you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong through, uh, uh, the internet. So I like going to like history.com or Nat Geo, uh, and just finding different angles and mm-hmm. views. It's specifically when the book was written mm-hmm. or when they think it was written, mm-hmm. who they think the author was, mm-hmm. uh, w- what possibly they think the author's life was. Yeah. And then the socioeconomical stance of where that person was or where, where, where the world was when that book was written. Yeah. Those I find the the most interesting. When I do mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the overall arc of the Bible. Like I, I, I would say that comfortably. Like I know I get the the, the, the points of the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't like think I'm like well the in one ear not the other. You know, yeah. like when I did end up reading through the Bible plan of Bible in a year, uh, some some years ago. But I realized as I was reading through the Bible, I was like, oh, I heard of this story. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it was like, there was very, there wasn't a lot of new information where I'm like, I'd never heard of that before in my yes. life. Yeah. yeah. You know, growing up Catholic, it's like you, you picked, I picked up something, yeah. you know, <laughs> some of it was left behind and like the Bible doesn't have an infinite amount of stories. Right. Yeah. Right. There are, there are, I, I, I don't want to say more than a handful, but there's, a, there's more than a handful of yeah. stories and, and just being a person that read it here and there as a child, mm-hmm. um, Hearing stories, watching movies, yeah, uh, be like, oh, I, I did, I remember this, I, and this story actually arcs over twenty chapters, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a big portion of this book right now. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I felt like I, I, I had comprehended a lot of the stories, but yeah. again, like the memorization of it, real tough. Like, mm-hmm. like it's tough for me to say, nope, that was actually in Exodus chapter four. Yeah, right. like I, 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 I have a hard time doing that. Uh, I was taught in. Um, in- Bible school when I was getting my license that if you're going to focus on a scripture, you always want to read the 10 verses before and the 10 verses after oh, for that sure. scripture. For oh, sure. Because you want to have the full context of the story because if you just read a, a verse by itself, you can skew it oh. any way you and want. That, I mean, I think that that <laughs> is funny, yeah. so what Rabbi was saying about our yeah. quarreling with words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sentence that yeah. says this, yeah. but the 10 sentences before it were the reason why that sentence was laid down. Yep. And yeah. once you read the 10 before, you're like, Oh, well, I don't know if that actually yeah. is the same. I, right. I don't think it applies right. to but, me. But verses out of context, we can definitely throw at people. Mm-hmm. Well, it says this. Oh, really? How about in context? Or, or how about yeah. the history behind it? Why was that verse said? The verse that you're trying to attack me with, what is the history behind that verse? Because then when you find that out, you go, oh, oh, okay. That's okay. So when they wrote that, they wrote that to these people because of this struggle, because of this thing. Again, still can apply to us, but when you try to throw one thing at me and go, that's what that means, or like, that's actually right. what it doesn't, you know? So like I was studying the book of James and and um and in James, there's a scripture that says, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I was doing some commentary on it. And scholars found that that scripture has to do when hearing 
the word of God because they would go to temples. They, mm. you know, they'd pull out scrolls. Not everyone had their copy, you know, open, there was no open your Bibles to, cause it didn't happen. And so it was, the context was when you are hearing scripture, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because he's saying like, let me finish. Yeah. Hear it in context so that you can take it with you. Cause if you don't, if you are, if you are, you know, quick to speak and quick to become angry, then you miss the point. And so, but out of context, I was like, oh, that just has to do with conversations, which again, still works in conversations. I should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Sure. But the context was when it comes to scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that there's a lot, there's mud slinging on the internet. Um, I know that mud gets slang at Christians a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Facebooker, right? I don't know. Is that, I don't even know if that's the, the cool mm-hmm. one nowadays, but, but I, I spend very little time on it because there's very, it usually makes you feel icky. I check birthdays. I think birthdays are important for my friends. I like to celebrate them on the birthday, text them. Uh, so I check for birthdays. Uh, but like, then when you get down this rabbit hole of, of how, but the word says this, you Christians are da, 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 da. And then there, that's just a, the, a, a massive heap of, mm-hmm. yeah, that sentence actually is in the Bible. He's 100% correct that that is in the Bible, Yeah. but it, it doesn't matter to this person. This, per, yeah. this person, this person isn't Jewish. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a Levitical law. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, th- those are real laws and, and Rabbi, me and Rabbi are having a talk this weekend about it and. He's, you know, he's, he's never eaten pork, right? And we went somewhere where that was the only dish. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that person panicked. And I was, as I was eating, cause I ate pork. Yeah. yeah. It's not, God didn't tell me not to eat pork. Yeah. Right. And I love pork. Yeah. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And Matt just never had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh man. Cause like bacon's really good. <laughs> but I go, you, so you've never, right. And he's like, nope. Yeah. Like, have you ever had crustaceans? Like, no, I don't know if I would either. It looks gross. I'm yeah, like, it looks gross. Like, yeah. I think it's gross too. <laughs> but yeah, those are laws with with that with with right. with that group of people that doesn't apply. You know, throwing a football made of leather doesn't apply to us. Just doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not Jewish. You know? mm-hmm. These are a list of of laws that that yeah. were written for. So don't miss the point. Yeah, yeah. don't miss the point. Don't don't right. try and throw mud. Yeah, yeah. because it, again, out of context that. You read the chapter beforehand, yeah. the two chapters before it, the book before it, yes. you get kind of where, why it, it was what it was and why it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And then in context, realize that it's in the, it's in the book for sure, but yes. it just doesn't apply to me. Yep. Nobody's going to get to, we're not going to get to heaven. Jesus isn't going to stand up in front of everybody and say, there's a guy in the middle of nowhere in a cabin in Wisconsin, Jimmy, he had everything right. You guys should have listened to him. Like nobody is going to be, God isn't going to celebrate any preacher in heaven. This guy, this guy, he knew what he was talking about. No, we have things that were, and when we quarrel about our words, verse 16 says it's like godless chatter that spreads like gangrene. We start to argue over our opinions and divide congregations and leave communities and argue about all the things. I mean, the last two and a half years have been arguments about all kinds of nonsense. You know, whatever side of politics you're on, like Jesus isn't going to stand in front of us and be like, you know what was the greatest thing that we're going to get to this great white throne and the 24 elders are going to be around the throne and we're all going to be singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then Jesus is going to step forward and go, the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of the world was democracy. (laughs) He's not going to care. doesn't mean democracy is bad. And he's not gonna go there and be like, you know what the worst thing was? Communism, that was the worst. Like stop, they're systems. They're systems created by men and those systems aren't gonna survive. What is going to survive is the word of God. And those who commit their lives to following Jesus. You know what kind of stood out to me in that clip? He had a really good point and like one person started clapping. Mm -hmm. And it kind of died out. 
And, and this isn't a knock on our church, but I think as a society, I think some of us have this hmm. buddying system with the word of God and our democracy. You know? I agree. I love Jesus and the American flag. And I it's agree. Like, and I love the American flag, I but love I love flag. Jesus a lot more. Like it's, there, there's no comparison. Jesus is number one and there's a huge gap between Jesus and the American flag. But American flag, I love, I, I love being an American. I love my country. I love the democracy behind it, but I don't want to butt them next to each other. And I think what happens is sometimes when the word um, skews against that mindset, it makes people just go, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. And But that's got to be the reality of it. The reality of it is, is God's word will live on beyond it. And you have to believe that and you have to, you have to agree with that. You have to look at like book, like, you know, verses in the book of Romans where it says, you know, to honor those who are in government, even when you don't agree. Mm. Oh, I don't like that one. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, and that's the truth is we have to believe that. It reminded me of a story before, but the clap thing kind of like took my attention. Um, there was a, a pastor in, in Las Vegas that gave his opinion that I took as, as fact. So I don't want people to be like, he was wrong. I was wrong for taking it as fact. He said, in my opinion, I think, because in Las Vegas, we had a lot of homeless people. We had a ton of homeless people. And he said, I think there is a sect of them that are demon possessed. And that was his opinion. I took it as fact. And not only did I take it as fact, I preached it as fact. And I got confronted by it, by my dad. I walked by, we're talking about homeless people. I go, yeah, you know, well, there's probably a lot of them are demon possessed. And my dad goes, what did you just say? And I said, well, a lot of the homeless people are demon possessed. He goes, where did you get that? I go, from my pastor. <laughs> and he's like, but where in the Bible is that? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> and like, but that's the truth is, is when we, when we allow, when we get to a point where we go, that guy's got all the answers. He's going to know. Like, I love that rabbi goes, we're going to go into heaven and go, I mean, he, he, he was great, but he didn't have all the answers, mm -hmm. you know? You know, and that's why, again, going back, I'm thankful for our church not being an opinion centric thing because some people are, you know, and here's the thing. Some people are coming to our church, hoping for that. And some people have left our church because it isn't. I need to hear his thoughts about what's happening right now. But the reality is when you open up the book, there are scriptures and stories that happen that, oh, wow, this sounds really familiar. What's happening right now? Yes, it's alive and active. Yeah. Like that, the word is alive and active, yeah. sharper yeah. than any two-edged sword. I mean, you know? yeah. If you want to know what's going on right now and, and what the church should think or respond to, read the Bible. Yes, yeah. it, it already addresses it. It already talks about it. And uh, I like how he says when, you know, we get to heaven, we're not going to hear, you know, oh, it's the best thing to heaven to people. Like, no, God's not going to do that. But yeah. what he will say to you is well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. And so I underline that um, to myself. Am I being good and am I being faithful? Good mm -hmm. to who? Good to God and good to others, right? And faithful to Jesus and to what Come he tells on. me to do. So if we are doing those things, um, then we don't need to worry about all the other stuff. That's godless chatter and it's right. dividing us and it's tearing us apart. Uh, we also know that, I mean, God does bless nations and bless lands. And so when we are being good and faithful and we're inspiring other people to be good and faithful, our nation's gonna be better because of it and we will receive the blessing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we can't get caught up in all of the the political side of it because that's that's like missing the point, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of what I took away from it. And I also really like that he said systems won't survive, but what will survive is the word of God. And I was like, oh, come on, that's so good. Yeah. Because yeah. we feel like what we live in now is just gonna be perpetual because mm -hmm. it's all we know. Like yeah. it has for us, it has been perpetual and it just kind of seems like it's gonna go on forever, but it won't. Yeah. It's gonna change and we're gonna live under, um, you know, God's perfect kingdom and what, are we prepared for that? Are we like, are our hearts prepared for that? Or are we still in this kind of like fight or flight mode mm -hmm. about what we think should be going on or isn't going on or um, yeah, like what we're seeing. Yeah. As a, as a, a, just a human and a man, um, I, I do think of the moment where I will be in, in front of the 24 and the Lord himself and, mm -hmm. and, I, I do often wonder 
uh, is it a possibility that he tells me that job well done, you, but you could have done more, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like the, yeah. the, the rest of the sentence isn't fulfilled. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my growth, mm-hmm. my bones stretching is because I know at that moment in time that he wouldn't, he would say, you did all right. I think you did the bare minimum though for mm-hmm. what you could have done. Yeah. And the bare minimum will still get me there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want, I don't know. I don't know if I want it for myself, mm-hmm. if I selfishly want it or if I just don't want to let the father down. Mm-hmm. But I, that sentence, what you said, Megan, weighs a lot into my heart. Yeah. It weighs a lot into my heart. And, and I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if it's healthy. And I don't, and I don't know if anyone listening also has that mm-hmm. because I know when I, when that is on my heart, the positive side of it is like, is I have to grow. Mm-hmm. I have to get better at this. I have to be less like me. Cause I am, yeah, I'm not, I'm left to my own devices. Mm-hmm. I can muck up some stuff pretty easy. And I, well, and that heart is faithful. I need to grow. I need, that's faithful. That is a dedication. And I, and, and then in that good will come because it will produce good fruits in you. And so I, I love that. I, I, it's funny. I almost, I had to stop myself. I was going to push Megan. Cause I was like, that's really good. But I'm like, but she's a lady and I need to respect ladies. <laughs> and my uh, shoes I'm, aren't slip off. Yeah. Yes. Probably would have fallen off yeah. this little stool. And so, uh, <laughs> but that's so true because I think to me, when I uh, unpack that scripture, I go, I want to hear well done. Yeah. I mean, yep. I want God to say, well done. And how can I get that? I need to be good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A servant meaning I put others before myself. I was I was showing my kids that last night. We were, we were unpacking um, a, a scripture in Philippians to have the attitude, or it was Colossians. Yeah, Colossians, to have the attitude like Jesus. So I asked my kids, what's the attitude of Jesus? And they're like, he's, he's loving, he's nice. And I said, you know what else he does? He puts people before himself that he even says I didn't come to uh, be served, but to serve. And so Jesus resembled a servant. So therefore, you know, that's why he is the son of God because he was a good and faithful servant. And so for us to imitate and allow Jesus to come in our lives, we in turn will become good and faithful servants. So I, to me, I think for me to, that what motivates me and what motivates you to get that well done in the end yeah. is I would need to be good. I need to be faithful and I need to be a servant. Yeah. yeah. I, I want the, yeah, man. Yeah. You, you, you did everything. You nailed you it. did what I wanted you to do. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing still out here? Get in there. Like, High five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass me on the yeah. back. I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> And I that's not, that's not selfish. Let me, let me just speak this over you. It's not selfish that you want to hear those words from our good father, because that, that's the whole, that's why we're here. Y'all it's like, that's why we're, and so stay focused on the, the things that you know you're supposed to do because uh, when we get kind of caught up in the like, okay, uh, godless chatter divides. So where, and we start thinking about that and like focusing in on like, Oh, the other stuff, it takes us away from like what we're called to do. Yes. So my point is stay focused on what you're called to do because naturally that other stuff is going to become, that's background mm-hmm. noise. That's white noise. It doesn't yeah. matter, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to go away. Uh, so keep focusing on like what our assignment is and like, don't miss the point. Yeah. Just don't miss the point. My, yes. my, I have two children. I have a daughter and a son. I love them both the same. I love them dearly. When one is treating the other poorly, I don't, I, I, I'm not happy with yes. that. Yeah. You know, I, I love both of them fiercely. Mm-hmm. I, I see God like when I think of this, like if I, if I treat this person this way, that's God's, that's God's kid. Mm-hmm. It's like my brother. So if I punch my brother in the face, yeah. I mean, God can't possibly be happy with me with that. Yeah. You know, because he loves the person next to me just the same. Mm-hmm. So there has to be like this, this give and take this, like this, I, if I'm if I'm of God and they're a believer too and of God and even if they aren't they're still of God mm-hmm. you know I, I gotta I gotta be a little bit nicer to people yeah and that's my that's a, a, something I ask myself a lot like would God be happy with how I'm acting today mm. would God would God be if this is it done day mm-hmm. this is it it's the last one it's the, the last shirt I'm ever gonna pick out in the morning I'm wearing right now this is the one. Could I could I punch my punch card right now and be like, yeah, I'm ready to go see him. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I feel good with it. I feel good. 
Yeah. Most of my life, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Most of my life, I'm like, oh, I'd like a couple more days. Just now that I know it's like here, here. Uh, can I go check my baggage again? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I want to motivate anyone that's listening that if that's not at least, I don't want to say the forefront, mm-hmm. but if that's not in some front of your mind, yeah. yeah, that at some point you will be held accountable for everything you said, mm-hmm. everything you've done, every every loving action you've done and laid down and every evil one you have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You cool with today being the last one? Because if you are, then job well done. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I'm like, I got to get a little bit better because I, I can't 100% with certainty say yeah. that I'm confident that God will say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm doing this half bad. And I still say that. Yeah. You know, everybody memorizes the fruits of the Spirit because we were taught it in Sunday school, right? Galatians 5, also a letter of Paul. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these, there are no such law. Can I make a suggestion to you? You should memorize the things of the flesh that are before that. A few verses before the fruits of the Spirit because the fruits of the Spirit we're terrible at. Here's what we're good at naturally. Galatians 5, verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, which I love, and the like. And we read it and we're like, well, I've never been in an orgy. Nailed it. (laughs) I've never practiced witchcraft. Winning. But how about discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, and the like? It's a much longer list. Fruits of the Spirit is a shorter list than the things that Paul is telling us to, verse 22, to flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along all of those who call on the name of the Lord. Foolish, stupid arguments produce quarrels. They do not make you a better human. They do not make you a better spouse. They do not make you a better parent. They don't make you a better friend and they definitely don't make you a better follower of Jesus. Who, by the way, suffered for doing none of the things that are of the flesh, but only lived out the fruits of the Spirit. Wow. Yeah. So we decide prior to uh, while the clip's going, like we point at each other, like, you want to take this? You want to take this? And they mm-hmm. both, Dallas and Megan, both quickly pointed to me. Mm-hmm. And I, that rarely happens. In fact, you, you, <laughs> rarely, you rarely have me leading out of a soundbite. I uh, love how you unpack stuff for everybody. Hey, what you missed was this. <laughs> you, you, you rarely have me in the driver's seat out of a soundbite. Yeah. I'm usually the guy that rings it up, and then I press the, the button on the next soundbite. Uh, yeah. So, I found the clips, guys. Come on. So, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead. Yeah. So, Megan, what do you think about that clip? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, how about that we're supposed to flee from evil desires? Like, literally, pack up your bags and get the heck out of there. Yeah. And some of y'all need to pack up your bags and get the heck out of there. Yes. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't mean that we don't we don't love people when they're in sin. That doesn't mean that um, we're not going to be friends with them and encourage them. But as a as a friend, speak truth over your friends. Speak truth into their life and tell them to flee from evil desires. And you yourself turn around and flee from evil desires. Yeah. I I really enjoy Rabbi Matt. I love when he's here. I feel like we were talking about context, and he gives me so much context and has just. I would say in the last couple of years, I've grown so much to understand like uh, definitely the context of the Bible, but the context of like the Jewish world and how that can interact with my own and, and what that looks like. And mm-hmm. uh, the way he points things out, I yes. think is really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all know the fruits of the spirit, but what about this? I was like, yeah. oh, I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah. I love the, the action. So he brought up the acts of the flesh. The one that stood out to me a lot was discord. Yeah. And discord is is disagreements between people. And and here's the thing is it's you will have disagreements, but sometimes we get this mindset that di- disagreement means separation. 
you know, means just, you know, we're, we're detaching ourselves from people. And so, um, I used to have this mindset that I, I don't know why I had this mindset, but I, I felt like that evangelism and, and winning people of Jesus was like this. If you can win the debate, you can win their soul. Mm. And, and so if I can argue with you enough and convince you that I'm right and you're wrong, then, then I won. And so you have to give your life to Jesus. And that's not how it works. No. I don't know if anyone's ever <laughs> given their life to Jesus based on a, well, <laughs> I can't debate that. Yeah. Well, right. Sign me up. Uh, all right, here you go. What yeah. do I need to do next? And, and so like, that's, and that's reality. And so I was, I was thinking like, I was like, what were we called to do? And so I, I did look this up. So I, I, but Mark 16, 15 says, preach the good news to everyone. In, in fact, the NIV says all creation. Preach the good news to all creations, to everyone. Everyone needs the good news. Now, what is the good news? The good news is salvation and the results of salvation, that we are free from sin, that we're free from guilt and shame. And so we're called to preach the good news, not to preach discord, not Ooh, to preach, you, you know, <laughs> not to good. preach that. We're, we're called the good news. What is the good news? Because sometimes you go, hey, you, especially right now in this month, you're wrong for wearing that, for thinking that you're wrong, 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 you know? And so, and, and what that's our, our, our lead, but our lead should be, you know what? I, I should tell that person and that person and that person, the good news that is in me. Well, how do I tell the good news? You received the good news. Tell them how you received it and where you were at and your story. Yeah. And so that has to be what's in us. And that is a fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, or forbearance, kindness, <laughs> goodness, gentleness, self-control. These are things ah. that are produced through us, through the Holy Spirit by surrendering to him. And that's where Galatians talks, the acts of the flesh is something that we produce, but the fruits of the spirit is what God produces through us. Mm -hmm. And so when we surrender him, those things come through us. We don't perfect them. We just surrender and allow God to do that through us to where people go, wow, you, you're totally different. You're, you are di you know, you used to be this way. Now you're this way. Well, yeah, I, I surrender to God and now God's producing and this out like. of me. And so, the like, and, and the, the like. like. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's bro. That's a sermon right there. Yeah. That's, that's a, we can press pause if you want and write down everything you just said, or we'll, we'll get it transcribed later. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I thought about uh, something super similar. I thought about last week. I was, again, uh, uh, it was, I was reading an article uh, from one of our local news stations about the gasoline prices and uh, that they don't think they're going to come down. And, and I mean, yeah, it's I, the world's, I, I, if you want my opinion, I think a lot of it's greed, there's just a lot of greed going on. Yeah, and that too. you know, you just have it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I went and bought a box of cereal. Uh, I'm a avid cereal eater. I like cereal a lot. Eat it for two meals out of the day. Yes, um, so good. It was seven dollars and seventy cents for a box of cereal. Never in my life. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, well, did you get the big bag? No, bro. No, it was, you just got name brand yeah, <laughs> checks. Stop it. Checks. Really? Rice checks. Bro. Oh, no. So I'm like, I'm in the grocery line. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Seven, not checks. Yeah. I'm like, so that's, that's happening. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess my head was like, well, it's probably, you know, I guess logically you'd say, well, it's gas prices. Right. They're, I'm like, but doubling the box of the, my price. Yeah. yeah. Like, doubling. Double. Yes. No, I think that a lot of, uh, I think a lot of society has a, well, it's, it's, Flash sale. We can yeah. raise our prices and gasoline's enough to get everyone to be like, oh my gosh, gasoline's mine. But they don't realize the $4 was just raised on this box of cereal. We're good for that. Yeah. When the gas prices go down, we'll bring the cereal back down. We'll only bring it down too. They're going to think they're winning, you know, but essentially we've increased our price 200%. And I, I was thinking about this and I was reading this, this price, but, they, but on the comments, and here's, here's the point on the comments on, on, cause I don't know for whatever reason why news stations allow people to comment on their yeah, they, articles. Yeah, like, like you're just asking for this, yeah. right? Uh, one person goes, oh, this gas station over by the airport, it's like it's like 40 cents less. And then, let's go! <laughs> and, and that, but that's what it was. It was like, let's go, let's go. Is it, still, is, it still, is it still 40 cents less? It is. And then I thought about when I went to, drove by Costco, I was, I was in the area and I should know you should get gas at Costco if you have a membership and I have mm -hmm. a membership. So it saved, it saved you like, 
I don't know, again, 20 cents or yeah. something. So over the yeah. course of a full tank, it's like a dollar seventy five. Yeah. But I'm like, well, if I'm in the area and I noticed how my how many cars were lined out and they were lined up outside of Costco's parking lot and into the street and curling around towards that Starbucks. And I'm like, for a dollar fifty. Like that's really, guys, for a dollar, this looks like madness. But then as Dallas was saying, uh we we should be spreading the good news. I'm like, I thought about this when I heard that clip. Like, what if the people that are saying there's 40 cents off on this gallon and how much everyone was like, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for letting me know, man. Dude, bro, did you hear this 40 cents off? Bro, 40 cents off? Where? Yes, are they yes, still doing it? Yeah. If we treat like we treated our Christianity and our salvation, uh, like we treat our gasoline, yes. holy cow, our, how much better would life be? Yeah. Wow. 100%. That's so good. It's so All true. All right. Well, mic drop. So. I really <laughs> hope that the checks really lower. So I love checks. Mm-hmm. I love checks. Yeah. But- them are the times, man. Yeah. Them are the times. Them are the times. What but do the I do? Lord, the Lord has made this day. What do I do? You do, know? Do I, do I sit in the, in the aisle yeah. and be like, I can't believe the price yeah. of checks. No. no I, I hate I, I hate it that checks is that much money. I love checks. Yeah. Do I have to find another cereal? Probably, because it's just not economically feasible for me to buy an $8 box of checks that gives me four and a half bowls. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. But what do you do? Yeah. Who I'm going to start yelling at them. Who gonna, who's going to listen? And mm-hmm. anyone that listens, who's going to care? Yeah. You know, but what what I could do, what I could do mm-hmm. is tell my tell the people that don't know about this place that gives me inexpensive gasoline and that the gasoline's actually salvation. Yes. And tell them where that station is. Yeah. And tell them, yeah, it's still selling. Yeah. Bro, you bro. Mm-hmm. And and see and see if maybe we can't line up our cars in that in, Come that, on. in that lot. Right. So I don't know. I think that's it. That's good. That was good. That was that was really good. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you think someone you know uh, may benefit from the topics we discussed, hey, please share the link to the podcast on your social media platforms. Hey, we'd also love it if you would rate and review. Just give us the five stars. Yep. At least helps. the four stars. If you're thinking three stars, it's just just don't review. Yeah, totally, totally disregard that. But if you think it's a five star, yeah. I love five stars. And write something. Yeah. Write something. Like even that's it, great too. Even if it's just like the thumbs up uh, emoji. Yeah. We'll take Do it. Do it. Because essentially the more rights and reviews we get, um, the more the more opportunity people have to possibly get possibly get exposed to this podcast. Yes. And fill and, up their tank of gas. And, Come and, on. And all I want to do is like all we want to do, this church wants to do is just, we are an arm of the gospel. Yes. We are trying to spread it to as far and infect as many people as we can. Yeah. And the more people that get an opportunity for that, the better possibility yeah. there is for that. So let's go. Hey, thank you guys. Yes. Dallas, Megan, thanks for thank joining you. us this thanks, week. Guys. And we can't wait to see you next episode. Go Dallas. Yes. And don't forget, come hungry because next week we're going to nom 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 you on that. <laughs> <laughs>